The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark from New York, that friendly place where you can get an abortion anytime and get murdered on the way. That's right. Come to New York if you need an abortion. You and your child can get killed in one fell swoop. It's a beautiful thing here in New York. But anyway, I digress from where I started. Happy, happy day, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic week. And we're going to pick it up. Right Good right morning right and right welcome right. to America's Web Radio. And um, now entering into this is our with a one of our favorite times of the week because we've got Absolutely. the one, the only it doesn't really from New York saying. City. It's He's still alive, and this is why we have the Take show the on. Oil, cut off the gas. Every Friday, we want to make sure we wish him a good weekend and that he makes it through the weekend in New York. We've got Mark the Shark, and it's time for a bite of reality. And with that bite comes rhyme time and uh, slips away. have we got mr rhyme time on the line and ready to when he claims the economy is strong i have to tell oh, you quite frankly well, we'll take care of that okay that's gone huh there we go take it up to time well we had a little bit of connection problems this week again biden administration probably the department of justice is on the line right now looking at me <laughs> probably they're trying to get a hold of me He's the well. I started to say he's the ball-headed one, but hell, my uh, re- a little bit here. Yeah, receding as it is, but anyway, like uh, the economy, no recession here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get our program started. Sorry, we're getting started a little late this week, but we're going to give it the best shot we can. And uh, just for everybody's information, I did go out and vote, and I voted almost a straight, well, I did vote a straight Republican ticket, and I'm oh, proud of it. Oh, my goodness, you voted. Woo! I prefer to do it on the day that it was intended to be. Well... But- I look at it this way. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on this beautiful day. We're a little cold today out here, about 56 degrees. The weather in Georgia, I'm hoping, is a little bit warmer. But so is the race heating up. So without any further ado, because of the short time this week, we're going to crank up and we're going to crank into Bite of Reality with Rhyme Time. This week, finally, several debates took place. You would think when you watch them, that the truth wasn't even ever in the race. In Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz and finally Fetterman took the stage. After seeing Fetterman's attempt at debate, I think the PA Democrats should have lots of outrage. It's apparent that his campaign could not keep him under wraps. If I were his campaign manager, I would begin playing taps. Trying to campaign from a basement like Biden takes a lot of skilled people to run interference while you're hiding. But with Fetterman now exposed, you really have to suppose that his lack of qualification would absolutely have a negative impact across the nation. Now Flopsy Mopsy from the podium this week did say that Biden thinks Fetterman is just as capable as always he has been, as he demonstrated during the debate the other day. So, 
when we look at Fetterman that I need, or that's all I need to know about Joe's take on reality and prose. When he thinks what's happened to Fetterman is the benchmark on how he picked his administration, we all know now how that goes. Each of Biden's policies and abject failure they have been want to tell you something secret. These set of facts out this, Joe, you cannot spin. Saudi Arabia and your backroom fix was as successful as the rest of your plan. Please don't keep lying to us. Tell us that you've got this and you can. And the new numbers up in GDP 2.6 this week, when this economy is really not at all good. Janet Yellen, Biden's Treasury Secretary, says she can't see the recession in front of her when everyone knows that she should. There is a coming recession. Even a blind man knows when the sun is out. Remember, she could not see that inflation was here to stay when it came about. If you're in charge and you can't see anything and you're lying through your teeth when America is dying, go out and lay your wreath. It's the economy, stupid. Joe does not hear a thing. That's all I need to hear about Joe's judgment. Every time I go to the supermarket now, the prices there do sting. And let's not forget the fact that gas prices are not down. If you keep saying that at the microphone, you're an idiot. And you're just a clown. Paycheck to paycheck. Most people are now just getting by each day. Bring back the mean tweet, man. And no worse. I hope we make it to 24. That I pray. It's tone deaf and broken. The government is now. It's so out of touch with Americans. I don't know if we'll make it or even how. Give the Dems the Senate and you'll have to say goodbye to the America we love. And it's finally gone. We'll all have to cry. Fetterman was always against fracking. And now towards the election, he says he's become a fracking supporter. Better vote Oz for your protection. And no, abortion is not health care, as Fetterman does claim. It is removing responsibility for a bad choice, couples, and have the public policy pay for your mistakes. That's just insane. Fetterman is an advocate to remove the filibuster in the Senate, he said. Want to kill this country faster? Vote Fetterman till the country is surely dead. Fetterman makes Biden look like he's actually on the ball, and not like he is most of the time actually running into a wall. But clearly Joe's not running into one at the southern border because that might bring to the south some sort of order. Getting back to Oz and the Fetterman debate that we did see, John Fetterman was clearly as smart as a petrified tree. But if PA, if you vote for this stroke victim just for sympathy, better cut off your voting hands than have you completely kill the economy. Now Zeldin and Hochul in New York, they went head-to-head. Clearly, if Hochul is elected, then in New York, our Constitution, she will continue to shred. Her policies are as short on results as is her stature. It's time to put her out to the Democratic pasture. Zeldin will remove Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, when he gets elected. What Hochul still stands for should make all New Yorkers crime victims. They will be neglected. So Hochul, she can't figure out how to answer a simple question. It seems that whichever way the wind is blowing, 
she will come up with another less meaningful suggestion. It seems that to Hoko, real facts don't really matter. It's her policies that are making New York very dangerous. Where the crimes are occurring, just look for the blood splatter. In New York, Hochul gives criminals the way out, locks up the good people who defend themselves. Most prosecutions are in doubt. But that doesn't stop her from trying to take legal guns away. More stupid laws that don't work. It's the games politicians play. In all my years of practice, I'd like to let her know criminals don't read her laws that are in place. That won't stop the crime. Maybe you can tell that, too, to Joe. And cashless bail, another brilliant progressive plan. But with all the bodies piling up now, this practice, I strongly suggest they ban. The violent criminals don't care. When they get so quickly back onto the street, there is where the rubber meets the road, and they no longer fear the heat. So Zeldin came out hard and hit Hochul on the facts, and then he followed it up with her as governor, all her stupid acts. Pay to play, she has been accused of, and that might be true. You could not get a straight answer out of her if you stuck her to the wall there with glue. Hochul would rather hide and duck and move. She doesn't have a good record to run on. She had her bad debate shoes on. She was just not in the groove. But try as Hochul did, with her raised eyebrows and Pelosi face. If I had to bet money on it, I'd say New York will be smart and elect Zeldin to win this race. Katie Hobbs just took another page from the Biden playbook, too. She said Arizonians don't need a debate. Do what I tell you and vote for me before it's too late. Problem is, Hobbs, Arizonians want to know what she stands for and what she did. Problem is that she hasn't done a thing except that she's hid. Looks like her chances of winning against Carrie Lake and her not showing up at the debate may have expedited her final exit and will set Arizona straight. Then we have Illinois, with Pritzker and Bailey going head-to-head. The bodies are piling up in Chicago, and hopefully Pritzker's political career is finally dead. Then Chicago has Mayor Lightfoot, an enigma we can't figure out. If you vote her in again, Chicago, you probably will not survive, I have no doubt. But clearly Lightfoot's career as a blues singer is done as well. While she has been mayor of Chicago, the city has literally gone to hell. But think about it, voters. You put these Democratic candidates in. If you send them back this time, America will forever be broken. And out of this, not even this White House will be able to spin. But what is the truth about elections? You really need to know. But when these politicians are speaking... If they have been in office, they have nothing to show. Debates between candidates are an important tool that our society has used to tell whether or not the candidate and whether they say should be the voters refused. But the Democrats were successful, once again in secretly tilting the scale. What they should have engaged in was several debates as early so that their candidates would not fail. But instead, the Democrats want to hide like Biden did successfully to get elected, then America and its freedoms will no longer be protected. The majority of Democrats, this really is not strange, think the planet is in peril from climate change. Doesn't matter if the temperature in 12 years, if we're all dead, from freezing without heating oil this winter, 
when the climate finally does go red. But think about the problems that the Democrats did cause. We have to vote all Republicans in so that we can the destruction of America immediately put on pause. Then it's batter up to Republicans. It will be your turn to do what you said. If you don't, then we'll fire y'all and your party ballots we will shred. So take it from me this week as Elon Musk takes over Twitter. There are some things that will happen, like the staffy fires, they'll be better. But take it from a good perspective. This is a good thing. When America is our strongest, we let freedom ring. So the end is near of rhyme time this week. With elections looming, I hope the Democrats' chances of taking the Senate and the House are very bleak. Oz says, if you're unhappy where America is headed, you're better off getting off your butt and vote. Education across the nation is a shame. Kids have, be caused, have become pawns in the political chess game. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're calling in this show because we had some technical difficulties, but I see that our AWR is back on. So maybe after the first break, we can switch out and go to the, the uh, actual microphone. Is this mic on? Yep. Yep. Everything. So we'll look at it again. We went AWR again. I don't know what's going on today, but we're going to just follow up. With, I, you know, I would like to interject something really, here, Mark. It, it's a basic concept that I want to think about with respect to the elections this year. Mark. And uh, I think, you know, Carrie Lake, and I really, I hate to cite other people for my intelligence, but I'll have to give her this particular one. Carrie Lake said, the right is pushing common sense, and the left is pushing nonsense. And that's a, real, that's a real concern for me. I mean, if you look at what's going on in this country right now, and you really try to, to understand, because you've got to get through all the garbage that's being pumped out of there. And that goes to one of my favorite topics here is what we really need to look at is whether or not we want hundreds of millions of dollars in our politics. Do we want that as Americans? You know, what I'm going to do is uh, get, uh, to turn it back over to Dave for a second. <laughs> yeah, just just for a second, Mark. Uh, I wanted to uh, say something about what you said in your uh, rhyme time, and that is regarding our energy policy and the price at the gas pump. You know... I've said this many times, and you've heard me say it many times. Open the spigot, Biden, and our problems, you'd see a tremendous decline in prices at the pump. And, you know, I, as you know, I, I have some very small interests, and uh, I, I got jokes this month instead of checks and uh, I felt like the trick was on me with no treat and I called and it's because they they can pump our our manufacturers our oil wells our people that are in the oil industry they can pump they just have no place to go with it well that's that's the whole point of what Biden energy, his policy has done. You know, he keeps talking about gas prices are global. 
but he really doesn't understand the effect of what global oil and gas prices do and how they're affected. If a giant producer like the United States cuts off its own supply and refuses to supply its own country and others with the oil and gas that is here, the price goes up. And why is that? Well, I guess when you buddy up to Iran and make nice, nice with Iran, the Saudis get ticked off at you. And he doesn't understand that. As, as I think Obama said, never underestimate the fact that Joe has been on every foreign policy decision in the United States during his time. He's been on the wrong side. And rather than support himself with people who actually understand oil and gas, understand the economy, he puts in all the political appointees, all the garbage that he picked up along the way trying to get him across the finish line, literally dragging him, Pete Buttigieg, and all the rest of the numbskulls that are running, Janet Yellen. She's like a recycled T-shirt. But you know what? It's time to get rid of these people. There's holes in everything that they think about. There's holes in everything that they do. And this is part of what, you know, listen, everybody that I've spoken to on the Democratic side couldn't stand Trump, okay? Yet now, for some reason, he's been out of office for two years now, and they can't stop talking about him. Now, here's the problem with Donald Trump, and I hope he listens to this station, because his policies are phenomenal. His understanding of the conceptual globalism and America's position in the global economy was phenomenal. He understood it. The people around him, Larry Kudlow, a genius. People like that were around him. And he knew to place those people on his administration and in his administration and to get advice from these people with respect to how to operate. But here's the problem with Biden. He surrounded himself with a bunch of morons, people who really don't understand from head of security all the way down to the economy. And every time you want to make an excuse and you want to call it a global problem or this or that, and stop, for the God's sake, stop. And it makes me furious. I have to literally turn off the television when he says gas prices are down. They are not down. They were down before he got in office. And if you look at the government graph, as soon as he gets into office, the war against petroleum starts. And you have to understand something about America, and clearly he does not. And most of these Democrats follow right in his footsteps, and that's the problem. They are in lockstep, like the party of Germany back in the 30s and 40s. They were lockstep. They just continued forward right ahead without thinking about any of the consequences of what they're doing. Listen, if electric cars and alternative energy is so amazing and so fantastic, keep researching it. Keep working on it. And I agree, you should. But you're going to put thirty, forty, sixty thousand dollars worth of solar panels on your roof, and they're only twenty percent efficient. That doesn't sound like a great idea. When your oil burner from the 1950s is seventy, eighty percent efficient, so why would you put solar panels up? For what reason? Why? Because it's the new fad. Because government is supplementing it. Remember that company, and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't remember it. Remember Solyndra? $500 million. Let's give it to Solyndra. And what happened to that money? We might as well have thrown it out and put it in the strategic oil reserve to make it look like it was full. Because that money just went right out the window, and the company went under. 
You cannot pick winners and losers in the United States. That's not a free market economy. I know people don't understand free market. Well, the other thing is, and this is a real beef with mine, you keep telling me corporations should pay their own taxes. Well, let me tell you folks, what are your own taxes? What corporation pays taxes? Go ahead, tell me, what corporation pays taxes? No, has anybody looked at their utility bill lately? Has anybody looked at their oil and gas bill lately? Has anyone looked at their gasoline bill lately? Okay? What is it? What's on those bills? Oh, oh, wait. I see someone raising their hand. Yes, that's right. Taxes. Because the corporations pass the taxes right along to you folks at home. That's correct. You pay the taxes. So the next time some idiot gets up to a microphone and says, corporations need to pay their own taxes they need to pay their fair share no why don't you call it like it is tell us we need to pay some more taxes for the corporations because you can't spend money you don't know how to spend money what you do is you throw money out where it doesn't belong but that's not your money we have spent trillions and trillions of dollars on dumbass things in this country that has no bearing on making anybody's life better you want to go look at things going down the toilet, go look at San Francisco, go look at L.A., go to New York City. That's if you can go, if you look, you may not get out of there alive, but you can go see it for yourself. You know, and, and this is just a problem we just don't want to talk about the problems. Now, I, I was going to cover this a little later, but the funniest thing I saw this week is they're releasing a new commercial for Joe Biden, for John Fetterman, and... I mean, one of the greatest things that I've ever seen, and, and the media just plays along. They really, they're, they're like the lapdogs of the Democratic Party. They just ought to change their names to RNC. You know, I, I should say it's not RNC, DNC. Boy, I had a Fetterman moment, sorry. So they're the Democratic national media. They have nothing to do with the truth anymore. And this is, this is part of the problem in America, and I spoke about it earlier. There is too much hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars going into the elections. How many hundreds of millions of dollars do you have to spend in order to get a candidate elected? Well, this year it is incredible. It is incredible, and the problem is is that it doesn't belong there. It does not belong in America. You cannot buy an election. This is not Venezuela. This is not some other place where... You can just go in and pay a lot of money and get elected or, by force, take over by a coup. You know, like use the FBI against your opponents, things like that. Oh, wait, no, that would be America. Sorry, I, I was thinking, you know, third world country. Oh, wait, that's right. We may now be a third world country. So now, you know, we talk about other things in this, this country as being important. So what's important to a voter? Well, they've been doing lots of surveys, lots of surveys, you know. Whenever they call my house for a survey, they get the answering machine. I hope they get the answers they're looking for. Because quite frankly, I'm not interested in talking to them about what my opinions are. Because you know what? I don't make up my opinion. Oh, someone else has an opinion. Let's go to him. You know, I heard one of the uh, best things that I have in a long time. Wisdom comes from truth, not from opinion. Well... I, I have this very famous saying that I use all the time, and I should patent it or uh, trademark it, I should say. And it says, knowledge is fantastic, but wisdom is seasoned knowledge. 
And that's what we need in this country. Everybody's smart in the White House. They're all smart. They all went to college. I, they probably paid off their loans. Maybe some of them didn't. Maybe that's why that passed. But wisdom is seasoned knowledge. It's like a good forestry wood. If you get that, you cut that tree down at the right time and you stack it up and you cut it into your wood burning fireplace because that's how you're going to heat your house this winter because your oil bill is going to be $15,000 by the time we're done. But and, take that And wood. all they'd have to do is open the friggin' pipelines. Well, he, he can't figure that. He, you know, it, it just annoys the living daylights out of me when he says every other day, I'm doing everything I can do. You're not doing everything you can do. What is, the, what is wrong? What is defective with his thinking that he doesn't understand when you cut off American production? In the Permian Basin, we have billions, billions of barrels of oil. 250 to be exact. There you go. But what are we doing? Why are we not pumping it out of the ground? You want to see prices go down. You want to see inflation go away. Listen, every and this is what people, you know, they talk about that trickle-down economics doesn't work. Listen, you dumb butts. You have to understand that when diesel fuel goes up through the roof, when a trucker has to fill up his tank that used to cost him $600, and now he's paying $2,700 to fill that up, guess what he does? He raises his price for transportation. And everything along that route, from the ports, from the ships that go across the ocean that bring us stuff, everything in that chain. You remember Joe Biden fixed the supply chain? My, my butt, he fixed it. That supply chain, every piece of it goes up. And by the time it gets to your supermarket, that $2 bread that you used to get is now four fifty. I went the other day for an Italian bread. My local supermarket it used to be two bucks. It's now three forty nine. I mean, does he understand what he has done? And the, the well, the obvious that's a rhetorical question. Obviously, he doesn't understand. But I would expect the people around him, who are supposed to be his experts, his Janet Yellen, the old bag. She is so out of touch. She makes Biden look on the ball. She's. It's like you need to have a candidate for Senate who is a robot and just listens to everything that the Democratic Party says and follows right behind them. It's like a bunch of lemmings. But here's the problem with lemmings. Lemmings, when one of them walks off the cliff, they all follow. And that's what I feel like we're right now. You know, especially in New York, we're going through a transition from safest city to the most dangerous city. It's almost like Chicago. We're a little step, or maybe a step or two behind Chicago. But meanwhile, I haven't seen Kathy Hochul go out and try to sing the blues with the Bruce Brothers. So, you know, Mayor Lightfoot over there, she really needs to take that mic out of her uh, face and, and maybe sit down at her desk and figure out what's going on there. Because the shootings, it, it's like a shooting gallery over there. It's like the Wild West. But here's the biggest problem. The legal gun owners don't have access to weapons in places like New York and Chicago. And I can assure you, no matter how many books you put on, no matter, take that back, I'm having a Fetterman moment again. Boy, what a day. No matter how many laws you put on the books against guns, to take guns out of the hands of people who should have them, the legal gun owners, remember that constitution, that pesky constitution keeps coming up. 
such things like the Second Amendment, the right to bear and, and arms. You know, it's like I, I just you got to wonder how many times did they have to pass a law and the Supreme Court says no, sorry, that's unconstitutional, and they go right back to the table and they draft another one that's even more unconstitutional. It's like they're just not getting the question. The bottom line is is that criminals need to go to prisons. And I'm not talking about a guy who gets caught with a joint or a guy selling a loose cigarette. Forget that. That's garbage. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who jumps over the turnstile and then goes and knocks somebody onto the train and kills them, knocks them onto the tracks. That's the guy I'm talking about. So you arrest that guy as he's going over that turnstile, and guess what? The guy who he would have pushed onto the subway station tracks, he survives. He doesn't get a, a dead person run over by a train or a broken clavicle or a face smashed in. Well, and how about all of the attacks on just females? Where is, you know, I heard Kathy Hochul during her, her <laughs> I call it an interview, but it was actually a debate. She says, why is that so important to you? I'll tell you why it's so important. Hochul, you're unelected governor in New York. I'll tell you why it's important, because people are not safe in New York. Outside of Lee Zeldin's house, there was a shooting, a drive-by. I mean, Pelosi, oh, this is, this is great. This is great. This morning, um, <clears throat> as I was tuning into the news, karma has taken a turn here and has issued another warning. It has exacted its revenge. Seems to be that the Democrats are only interested in crime when it comes to their house, their neighborhoods, their friends. When it actually comes to their face and then just... They just hire some more private security. Well, America doesn't have that option. Americans don't have that option. So what do we do? We have to go out and we have to buy weapons. Weapons to defend ourselves, which is one of the primary goals of government. But getting back to the bottom line of the story here, this is fantastic. This is great. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi made a statement yesterday. I have to preface it with this first before I let you know what's really happening here. You're going to love this. Nancy Pelosi's new statement, and I'm going to read it because I want to get the words directly out of the horse's ass. Mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Mouth. Neighbor, for today, I write to convey the importance of emphasizing Democrats' unyielding commitment to public safety. This is why our House majority has taken strong action to honor our men and women in blue with the resources they need to prevent crime. Close quote. This woman is completely off her ancient rocker. This woman is out of her, without any regrets, she out and out lies to the American public without even batting one of those painted-on face eyebrows. She's outrageous. I mean, she's an embarrassment to this country. She really is. She needs to be retired. And to top this off, talk about karma, what I was saying before. Karma, what comes around goes around. And listen, I, I wish the best for them and I don't wish this on anybody but I gotta tell you to top it off strangely enough her husband was just attacked and severely beaten by a, a home invader with a hammer in their own house in that spithole of a city San Francisco and that goes down the toilet too but what did they think was gonna happen here is the squad yelling and barking about defunding the police and the Democrats defunding the police. And yes, they defunded the police in New York almost a billion dollars out of their budget. 
They can call it redirected. They can call it put into the community. Listen, criminals are rampant. And when you let them out every five seconds after they're in, it doesn't help. This is the problem. So now, what do you have? Crickets. Crickets, I say. Just crickets. And by the way, folks, don't let them fool you. This is the eye of the storm. This is like a hurricane. This is the hurricane. What they're doing is they're doing their best efforts to pull the wool over American eyes. But bet your life, as soon as the midterm election is over, they will, if you put them back in, go right back to the disassemble America plan. So what's interesting is when someone attacked a Republican, like Lee Zeldin, when he was attacked by a guy yielding a knife, right? crickets, crickets from the Democrats, nothing. What are they talking about justice? They have no clue what justice is. And all their rhetoric inciting violence. How about Maxine Waters getting their face? And Chuck Schumer threatening Supreme Court justices, calling for violence. To Pelosi, I want to punch Trump in the face. Guess what? It's all coming back to you now. What did, what did Reverend Wright say? The chickens have come home to roost. So shall you reap or so shall you sow so shall you reap (laughs) something about that if you plant it it'll grow and they've done it they planted the seed of criminality and now they're not liking what they're seeing well guess what guys it's tough now you can't turn around and say oh we never said defund the police because there's a really funny thing about that is because there's tapes and there's tapes all over the place of you guys yelling and screaming the democrats defund the police, close that precinct, close that, put it back into the community. Good luck with that. How's that going out for you? How's that working? You got to really wonder sometimes, what are people thinking? You know, in America, we've gotten so concerned with diversity instead of meritocracy. You know, it's better to check a box and, and be incompetent than be competent at what you're doing. We used to hire people, and we used to have people in government that were competent. They knew what they were doing, and they got the job done. And if they didn't know exactly what they were doing, they figured it out, and they got people on board who did. But now what is that? What happens? You know, this country has always had the debate, an open debate. And that's going to lead me next into the the next point. Open debate in this country is what makes freedom. And right after the break, we're going to come right back, and we're going to pick it up from there. You're going to love the next segment. Stacey Abrams says yes to defund the police as crime is on the rise in Georgia. This November, say no to Stacey Abrams and cast your vote for Brian Kemp. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. 
We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And, Mark, we're coming back to you. I just want to reinforce that we have early voting in Georgia, and you can go out and vote today. I did, as well as many others uh, in the office have already voted. And we have to know what we're doing and elect people that care about Georgia and care about the United States. So our biggest weapon as citizens is the ballot box. And I felt very secure. I have felt very secure in recent voting times that Georgia has a handle on it. They're not playing games, and my vote counted. And I can assure you, I did not vote for Stacey Abrams or that Warnock. Talk about criminals and rose-colored glasses. Both of them (laughs) are not worth spitting on. Well, the the biggest problem is, you know, Stacey Abrams, uh, is is she not the leader of the world or the the galaxy, something like that? President of the world, yeah. Ah, president of the world, yeah. She's a legend in her own mind also. Yeah. You know, that that whole thing that her and the Democrats were pushing about voter suppression in Georgia is comical. Is absolutely comical. And here's, they rather, this is one thing that drives me just, you know, the American people are not that stupid. They really are not. Somewhere along the lines, they'll figure it out. You know, we may not get it the first election, but we will get it the second election, and that's the midterms now. But we already figured this out. This garbage about voter suppression in Georgia was nothing but garbage. It was a lie. You want to talk about the big lie? You know, if not for January 6th and Trump, they would have nothing to run on. Oh, wait, abortion. That's right. And most of the states, what what they're not telling you, which is pretty funny, is most of the states, like New York, if Lee Zeldin gets in, he's a pro-lifer, okay? So right away, they're yelling, if Lee Zeldin gets in, they're going to cut off your abortion rights. Well, guess what? New York, sorry to say they lied to you again. And they're continuing to lie to you all over the country. Because if you look at your legislature, where the... With where the actual law is made, you know, one of the things is that I notice in some of these interviews that they're doing of Americans before the election, that people are clueless. And that's really a scary thing. And it's a lot of young people because they've been indoctrinated to not how to think, but what to think. And that's a scary thought. That's what they do in little third world countries. They tell you what to think. They don't give you the option to think about yourself, to think about what you want. It's the collective. That's the socialist possibility. You know, hey, that's we're gonna we're gonna fall into socialism, but you know what? You got to shoot your way out of it. And this is what the problem is here: is that everybody who's thinking the voter suppression in Georgia. Oh my God! They moved the World Series out of Georgia and put it into White Colorado. Hmm, that worked out well, didn't it? And who did they affect? They affected mostly minorities. So think about that when you go out to vote for your Stacey Abrams, you know. She took away your lifeblood, the World Series, out of your state because she was angry, because she didn't get elected. But here's the other problem. 
Talk about the big lie. She never conceded, and then she went on and she said, oh, I never said I didn't concede. Well, yeah, you did. It's on tape. I've seen it. I've seen several occasions where she's done that. But here's the most egregious thing that she's done. She was yelling about voter suppression. She's been paying her buddy $9 million to the law firm. That's a buddy of hers to, through her PAC and through all the money that she's raised from people for lying to them. And here's the biggest problem with that. Voter suppression means just that. Voter turnout is low. Well, how does that jive with record-breaking early voter turnout in Georgia? How does that jive? How does that sample? If I say that it's cold outside and I go outside and it's 95 degrees, what is it cold for? (laughs) You can't continue to say it's still cold when it's 95 degrees. She's lying to you, Georgia. She's lying. And so are the rest of them. Warnock was right on board that big train. And trust me, it's a big train from behind. What a caboose. But you're looking at another one. This is what I I think should happen in politics. And this is something that, you know, I, I saw something this morning. When your house is filling up with a sewage backup, do you raise the ceiling or do you pump out the sewage? Well, let that sink in, to use a <laughs> to use a Twitter term. Let that sink in. <laughs> guy buys a company for forty four billion and he carries in his own sink. He's hysterical. The guy is off the charts brilliant, and I'm talking about Elon Musk. But what I was saying earlier on is, you don't raise the ceilings if the sewage is coming in your house. You pump the sewage out. But yet, the Democrats want to raise the ceiling. Forget about the sewage. We'll just raise the ceiling. No, you need to clean the house, okay? So when I talk about Arizona, okay, Mark Kelly, Blake Masters, go with Blake Masters. When I talk about Colorado, Joe O'Day. I talk about Florida, Marco Rubio over Val Deming. She's a flaming liberal nutball. Great. She served as a police officer. I thank her for her service. No thank you for the government. And Raphael Warnock, when the guy's lips are moving, he's a liar. Okay, Herschel Walker, listen, he is not as eloquent as Raphael Warnock. He's not as polished as Raphael Warnock. But you know what? Andrew Cuomo in New York was a polished politician, and guess where he took us? Okay? Don't go for the window dressing. Go for the product. The product is Herschel Walker. You will find real authenticity in Herschel, and you will find that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. He's going to represent Georgia. And the Georgia values. Now, Warnock, on the other hand, he's busy rolling over his wife, ex-wife, you know, his estranged ex-wife there with a car. Well, with his car. I mean, you know, he's had some issues. Listen, do I think they're both the best candidates? No. But who's the better candidate? Herschel Walker. Okay. Me, uh, now you got... Mark, if I can interject something. I, Absolutely. I... Uh... Unfortunately, I've had to deal with Warnock's office, and if you recall, one of one of Kennedy's, John F. Kennedy's greatest sayings was surrounding himself with brilliance, and yeah, you know, Biden has surrounded himself with morons, and we see the results of that. And Warnock is even worse; they don't even know which telephone to answer, and. They will promise you anything, and as I've mentioned a number of times, that the 
National Archives has been closed since March the 20 or March the 19th of 2020 and it's still not open and it's killing veterans veterans that need to get a hold of their records to prove that they were in a agent orange zone or whatever and Warnock I went to his office and addressed the issue and oh yeah we're aware of that we're taking care of it we're aware of that we're going to take care of it yeah, they're all aware of it, but they don't do anything. They don't do a damn thing. And That's the biggest problem. I don't think they know how to do anything. Well, this is this is what I'm saying. You look at you look at a place like Pennsylvania, okay? John Fetterman, Mehmet Oz, all right? He's a surgeon. John Fetterman's a freeloader. He's a liar. He's a stroke victim, folks. Does he belong in the United States Senate? Listen. You may not like Oz as a person. You may not think he's a phenomenal guy. But you know what? You need someone who can understand what's going on at the Senate and make a decision. I saw this guy at the debate, and i got to tell you, the people who ran him for this position should be held criminally liable for abuse of disabled people. And they keep saying, oh, it's a stain on the disability. No, it's not. This guy should not. Listen. I am not going to be able to be an astronaut if I have no arms and legs, okay? If I don't, if I can't walk, I can't get to the spacecraft. I can't walk on the moon if I have no arms and legs. We're not at that stage yet. But Fetterman doesn't have the ability to be in the Senate. End of story. And you saw that at the debate. You may not love Dr. Oz, but Pennsylvania, this guy represents you and your values, where is he? When he ran Braddock, he ran it into the ground. And they don't tell you about the time he chased the black, uh, African-American or black person, whatever they want to call it back then. And they chased him and put a shotgun to the guy's chest because he thought the guy was robbing. He thought he was a criminal. Well, guess what? He never apologized for that. Never, ever apologized. Did he do something wrong? I don't know because I wasn't there. But he never apologized for doing it when it was found out that the guy was not a criminal. So, yeah, he did do something wrong. So I just wanted to jump in before you, you got some of these races out here. You know, Tim Bryan, J.D. Vance, listen, if you like the crime, if you like the economy going down the toilet, if you like living paycheck to paycheck, if you like trying to make important decisions like, do I heat my house or do I eat? If you like doing that, then vote, by all means, vote Democrat. By all means, vote Democrat. Okay? If you love that information, if you want to be pushing your car around because oil and gas has been cut off and electric cars aren't right there, and you know what? You can sell your house, you can buy an electric car, and you can live in it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And hey, I don't want to, I don't want to be remiss about not mentioning the electric school buses. That Kamala Harris was impressed with. Yeah, you you know, know, every time that woman speaks, she she elevates Joe Biden's level of intelligence. <laughs> it is just the most important thing in this country to keep saying the same word, keep saying the same word, keep saying the same word over and over and over and over again. School bus, school bus, school bus, yellow, yellow, yellow. This is this is what I hear out of her mouth, and I don't know if it's lack of preparation, lack of intelligence, or what, or maybe she had a trauma. You know, the Democrats seem to like to pick people who have lots of trauma. But I got to tell you, 
vote Democrat. I think it's a great idea. We need 87,000 IRS agents in our houses because the illegal aliens that they're letting across the border, maybe the IRS agents that they're arming can protect us because certainly they're not doing it at the southern border. But now I wanted to jump on real quick before we end up on the show. You gotta love the bird is free. Free bird. And I'm gonna play that song all afternoon. Elon Musk, 44 billion to set the Twitters free. Now he's the head twit. He cleaned house of all the top execs over Twitter. This was great. I mean, Multiple media outlets are reporting that, you know, the, the left is having a meltdown. So what does he do? He fires the chief executive, Parag Agrawal, the chief financial officer, Ned Segal, Vijaya Gadae, I'm messing up these names, head of legal policy, if you want to call it that, and general counsel, Sean Edgett. Well, bye-bye, guys. Listen, if you have a town hall, you don't wall off one side of it. That's not what a town hall is for. This is a very, very simple deal. Very, very simple deal. He set Twitter free. It was meant to be the new town hall. That's what it is. It's the updated town hall. Now remember, you go to the town square back in the day when we were forming this country and you had debates. The Democrats don't want to debate because their issues suck. They don't have a response for what they did. They continue to do what they're doing. And they're drowning this country in debt. They're drowning this country in crime. They're drowning this country in just rhetoric. That makes no sense. You can't go to the gas pump and fill up your car unless you worked five days. And that's a problem. Because that's not a problem for the elites. The people who somehow go to Washington making $174,000 a year and within a year, they're multimillionaires. That's a pretty neat trick. But I'll go back to my original statement. They're all bent out of shape now that Elon Musk is the owner of Twitter. But yet, when other billionaires have bought media outlets, they weren't that upset. So why is that? Because they understand, and it wasn't anything by accident. It wasn't an algorithm miscalculation. It was by purposeful conduct that they censored conservatives and they threw conservatives off the platform. Why? Because you can't argue with reason. So what do you need to do when you have reason and you have stuff that makes sense? You have to shut it down. You can't argue with it. We have a gentleman who raised his hand in the background. Come on board. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You know, I don't want to... Wait, are you a first-time caller? (laughs) (laughs) I own the damn phone. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I don't want to take issue with you or get in an argument with you by any means, but because you're more argumentative than I am and had more practice at it than I have, but as long as we're talking about the Democrats and they're needing to get their stuff together, I worry about the Republicans and the fact that they haven't gotten their stuff together. The candidates that they are running are of poor choice. And beyond that, I find it very interesting when all these green weenies are out there saying we gotta, we gotta put on our roofs, we, we gotta put on solar panels and sun energy is the answer to all of our problems. You know, why 
are the Republicans not going back to the late 60s and 70s when that same argument was going on and everybody was going to rush out and buy solar panels and heat their house and charge off electricity to uh, their solar panels and all this. And at my age... I've gone through this crap a number of times of the the green is the answer and the sun is the answer and we had the wind was the answer and all of this. There hasn't been an answer to fossil fuels. Well, that's because fossil fuel is mostly efficient. Well, and it's this, become better. Why in the hell can't the Republicans get their heads out of their tails and start talking about it? Well, that's what, you know, the Republicans are horrible at messaging. And I, quite frankly, I've got to tell you, I really hope that, and I, I do believe they will take the Congress, and I really hope they take the Senate because they'll give some of that destructive power out of the hands of the Democrats. But let me tell you something, Republicans, and let me warn you right now, you are going to lose the Republican Party if you don't get up and get your stuff together. You guys went through this. When you had all of that health care stuff, you tried 87 times to get rid of Obamacare. And then when it came time for you to step up and do something, you were so busy, Republicans, fighting with Donald Trump and trying to stop him from fixing America that you destroyed your own party. And let me tell you, after, after what they did, I was ready to tear up my little voter registration card. And I was done. Because you know what? If you don't listen, if the people we elect, don't listen to what we say, then why are we electing them? And that goes for both red and blue. The red and blue people better start listening to what Americans want. America is what leads this country. We do not have leaders. The leaders are led by the people. And we need to get that back. That pendulum has really swung off the path. It is out of control. You do not lead our country if you do not listen to our country. That is something that we need to take issue with when it comes up now. These are midterms, and I'm sure the midterms will play out. We've all heard the game. Some of the, you know, when somebody refuses to debate, as far as I'm concerned, that's an immediate disqualification for office. If you are not willing to step up, and listen, Herschel Walker is no great orator, but his ideas are correct. He understands what he needs to do. Warnock, on the other hand, is a polished guy. But he doesn't do anything that the people want. He does what Warnock wants, and what, more likely, what Pelosi and Schumer want. And, you know, Schumer's little trick at the hot mic, listen, Schumer's been around a long time. He was trying to energize his base in Pennsylvania. You know, oh, the debate didn't hurt us that much. Well, I don't think he watched the proper debate. Because <laughs> if he saw the Fetterman debate, not only did it hurt that debate, but it may hurt candidates. I, I think you need to have a mental test. You know, he doesn't release his medical records in Pennsylvania. Why? Because he's hiding what he really is understanding. And he's hiding what he can actually do. And he's hiding what his true medical condition is. But I'll tell you another thing. What's going to happen is if he does win, he's going to bail. And then the governor of Pennsylvania, well, hopefully the governor of Pennsylvania will be a Republican, but I don't know if that's a far cry. 
but I got to tell you, people, you got to start paying attention to your elections. You really do. You need to pay attention. You need to learn about the people. You cannot turn around and just vote for the guy in red or the guy in blue. So I'm going to bring it back. This is the end of the game here. And fourth quarter, it's up to you people. I'm going to kick the last ball, and then you guys are taking it away, and it's all yours. Thank you for listening to Bite of Reality. Despite our electronical problems this week, we got the show off the ground, and it worked. Thank you for listening, and have a fantastic week, everybody. This is Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.